And he's funny. Time for the show. We live in a divided world, divided religiously, politically, and economically. Oftentimes in our world, we want to run away from tough conversations that divide us about grief, pain, and loss. We want to avoid topics like shame, guilt, and pride. We'd rather escape to our phones instead of engaging in real conversations. I know this because I do this. So I created the Winter Faith Podcast. The Winter Faith Podcast is focused on creating conversations to promote spiritual and emotional growth through faith, apathy, and everything in between. So let's talk to each other. Yet more importantly, let's listen to each other. Let's continue the conversation. My name is Andy, and I have Winter Faith. Good evening. I know you are not used to hearing my voice, but I'm Dominic Frazier and I'm Andy's wife. And we are going to bring you a very special edition of Winter Faith coming to you from the um, guest rooms. The library. The library. Yeah. The library. That's what we're going to call it these days. Do you feel like we're distinguished enough to have a library? Uh, definitely not. I want us to do some time traveling. Okay. Back to May 15th. 2017. May 15th, 2017. So the reason we got engaged. Um, no. I don't remember. but <laughs> So, I think so. But I had this idea of doing a podcast. I hadn't begun working. And I still had a lot of hope of getting a chaplaincy job. So I was definitely in the process of having some interviews for chaplaincy jobs. But I had gone to school forever and always wanted to do something with all this time and effort that I put into theology and ministry and chaplaincy. And somebody said to me, you can't write a book until you're at least 40. So I was like, maybe I can start a podcast because that's (laughs) not writing a book. But I could start a podcast by the time I'm 30. Okay. And that would be, that would be okay. I don't remember who told me that, but can't write a book till you're at least 40 because you don't know anything so i had this idea of doing a podcast and the first podcast i ever did was may 15th 2017 and the show at that time was not really a show that that sounds too professional it was just called or scarred faith podcast which was a name taken from josh ross's book and i was just trying to figure out like okay my faith is something that I'm kind of pessimistic about. I'm kind of skeptical of a lot of things. Now that I've learned a little bit more, I'm definitely called a liberal 
mainline Christian, but I didn't have any of that language when I first started. Um, I just saw myself as a Christian and didn't really label it more than that. Experiment of a podcast. It was like, what is this going to be? What is this going to look like? And now I can't even really remember like our life before I started doing this podcast. Yeah. And so I was just curious when you go back to that May of 2017 or do you remember me talking about a podcast or anything? So I remember when I think we were dating then in May of 2017 and you told me you wanted to do a podcast and I think I thought about it the way I did when you told me you wanted to be a stand-up comedian (laughs) that I thought I mean that's fun but sure go for it what did you say when I said I wanted to be a stand-up comedian I have no idea oh oh I think I said something about what if people don't laugh Mm. and you were like well I'm not doing it for them (laughs) and that makes so much sense to me that's good yeah yeah I would say that's true. I wasn't doing the po- po- the podcast, the podcast sure. for really anyone other than myself. Yeah, I think um, I also probably was skeptical that you would keep up with it because I don't keep up with things. And so I was totally projecting that on you because I feel like I often have a big idea of something I want to do and very rarely do I follow through with it. Um, but now you're a hundred episodes in, so you kind of showed me. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons we're having this conversation is this is the one hundredth episode yeah. of the Winter Faith podcast. That's right. So you've definitely put in a lot of time yes. while I have just gone to sleep and went to bed. Right. A lot of them have been at night. Not all of them. So pre-COVID-19... I kind of had set days and set times and had somewhat of a routine of what this would look like as far as our weekly schedule. Do you feel like it's taken up a ton of our time as a family, like me as a a parent and my job and um, our marriage? Has it taken up a ton of time? Mm. I mean, you work four full days a week, and then I think, I think any, um, I mean, it's taking up time, but it's not been, I don't know how to say this. It hasn't, well, I guess maybe a better question is just like, how has it affected okay. my, our marriage and parenting, our family? Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe that's Take a better, the other part. better question. Yeah. Um... So, at the beginning of this podcast journey, so to speak, um, there was a lot of, maybe it was more therapeutic for you because you were trying to, um, like, verbally process through a lot of your beliefs and through maybe some of the experiences you had had over the past few years. And you had, like, just come to Raleigh. So, I feel like a lot of those earlier podcasts were um, processing through moving and friendships that weren't around and because they were in different cities and um, 
people you had lost and experiences you'd had. But then I feel like as, and I think that was really, really healthy because you needed to verbally process through all of that. And I didn't know all this stuff. And I think as you've continued, I've noticed that it's become much more outwardly focused, much more focused on what's going on in our community. Um, what are the needs of like our family and people around us and how can you like leverage the connections you've made and the relationships you've formed to kind of almost bring this like awareness of different issues to other people. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've seen it evolve. So I think for us in our marriage, it has been like, um, I've noticed you don't dwell as much on some of those earlier experiences because I think you've, you've talked about them a lot. Like you've had a space to talk about them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just real quickly, like, so the first 30 episodes or so are basically just me talking about parenting, about marriage, about um, different theology beliefs. I did, like, this narrative of Job that I talked about, the person of John and the grief that he processed. So, yeah, first 30 are just on my own. Then I've done over... 50 interviews. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. It really... Yeah. When I look at it that way... That's a lot. 50 interviews. And I would say the there's a big significant shift. It's like I had just my friends like, you know, like Jonathan Cook, Ian, um, Josh Jackson, like... And then there's like a shift when... I started working with Kara more Mm -hmm. and then having Sally Gary. Mm -hmm. And then from the point of Sally Gary, then there was all all of a sudden like this new Mm -hmm. wave of like 10 to 15 interviews of not my friends, but Mm -hmm. like people that I look up to like professionally. Yeah. Um, And then I've done kind of solo episodes in the middle. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're right that it, it has evolved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so where to go from here, I think is just what, you know, what are the things that you would want to see me do with this? Hmm. That's a good question. The, the co, I would say you're like the co-founder. Am I the co-founder? The co-CEO. Co-CEO. Do people have co-CEO? Um, office they do. The co- <laughs> Assistant to... No, we are manager and co-manager. <laughs> manager and co-manager. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ass- assistant to the Winterface podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I think it's been really neat to bring together people in our community who have a story and have this goal of something that they want for our community to make it better. And I'm thinking about like 321 Coffee, um, right. talking with um, Pastor Lisa Yaboa, mm-hmm. um, thinking Rondell Trevino, like, mm-hmm. now he doesn't live in our community, but the issues he advocates for strongly affect our community. So I, I think that's something I would like is to continue that. Um, because I know that there's 
so many podcasts around, but when we think about what can really impact our community, I think giving a platform for people to share, um, yeah, share those sorts of grassroots efforts that are really making the world a better place. And I also think it would be really cool if you were able to speak more about your experiences with men experiencing homelessness. Mm. You know, if mm-hmm. we could do conversations about our um, our work as like as a couple, but then like my work and what I do and how that influences yours, and then vice versa. Um, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, we've talked about how we have different. We have similar jobs, but different ages that we're interacting with. Right. Um, when you are, you know, teaching students how to how to read, teaching students how to deal with trauma at a young age, then sometimes with my work, it's like I'm seeing those in a in a way seeing those same kids at like they're almost you know they're not kids anymore, but almost seeing the effects of the community. On yeah, just whether it's right. academically or emotionally, you know, we we definitely see the effects. But yeah, I think somebody at somebody at work was saying I should talk more about what I do as far as my job on the show. Yeah. Um, are there any guests that you want to see? Me. Yeah, more of you. <laughs> Always more of me. Right. Okay. What guests do I want to see? I think it could be really interesting to hear from men that you work with who are willing to speak, mm-hmm. who are willing to tell their story. Um, I think yeah, there's about, a couple I, that I have lined up. Yeah, because I think about um, that TED Talk of Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I was just talking about this morning with another group about the danger of a single story. Oh, yeah. And she speaks um, about her experience coming from Nigeria and people having a single story of like the African continent. And so she kind of talks about like the danger of a single story. But I think the reason I love that TED talk so much is because of its applications to so many other parts of our lives where there's a danger when we have a single story of homelessness or trauma Mm -hmm. or poverty. Um, What does, what, are those stories that the narratives that we tell about other people and how often do we actually hold space for other people to tell their own stories and for us to just listen without interrupting them. Um, So I think that'd be really cool. Now, when you say not interrupting, who is the best at not interrupting you? um, As far as the house goes. Our cat. Our cat doesn't interrupt me. Yeah, our cat's pretty quiet. I, I'm gonna go with Millie's the only. She one does. She's not in the house. In the though. house, she's no, an outdoor she's cat. Right. So that's so I have to really, go out of the house. Yeah, to not that's be interrupted. Techni- uh, um, yeah, technically. Okay. <laughs> it's a technically. Yeah, tech. What is the technicality? Technicality. Thank you, You're assistant. Um, <laughs> so yeah, having some guests from. From my work, maybe people that have graduated the program could be good. Yeah. Um, who else in our group, or maybe not in our group, maybe... Um, I don't know. I feel like we live a little bit in an echo chamber sometimes. Right. So maybe it could be not people in our groups. 
our circles, so to speak? How can we make our circle bigger? Because we've talked about some of the different topics like mm -hmm. I talked about early on just kind of whatever I wanted to talk about mm -hmm. but then we've moved on like I've looked at immigration um, the Black Lives Matter movement um, Sally Gary and what she's doing at centerpiece which you know hopefully there'll be more of those things are there any other big you know we talked about homelessness um, what are some topics you think well, we talked about um, the book that I've just finished reading for the first time, but hopefully we'll read two and three and four more times. Okay. The Theology of the Womb. Theology of the Womb, which I'm an expert on that. Because <laughs> you have a sister and a mom and a wife and, and a daughter, so that's right. you know women. I really do have a good grasp of the, of the womb, that you're right. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would... I think um, that would be really good. I think the mother God is so intriguing to me right now. Mother God, yeah. God is mother. Right. I think in these really uncertain, terrifying, chaotic times, um, I find myself having a lot more comfort in that idea of God as mother, but I don't think that that is something that we explore in many of our, you know, more evangelical circles. Yeah, definitely not. So I think that'd be an interesting thing. Yeah, that would be good. And we definitely have some people in our um, church and in our community that have a lot to say on that yeah. even if they didn't come on the show that would be able to help me as much as I mean you, you don't know. need that much help understanding <laughs> women you know because really you know what's best for me <laughs> right 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 as head of our household right I also think um, this goes along with that a little bit but some like parenting stuff yeah um, some of the work that you do that we've talked about with um yeah, like peace, um, peace circles, restorative circles. Yeah. That would be another thing that I think we could talk about more. Don't look at that. So I'm wondering, how has your faith transformed or changed since starting this journey? Well, I think I have a clear picture of kind of like where I am in the faith. Um, like kind of, I talk about winter Christians and summer Christians and I kind of made up spring and fall but I think that I've learned that my winter faith is maybe not as like dark and cold as some people's mm -hmm. winter faith that maybe I'm a little bit more towards the middle mm -hmm. than I thought initially um, but then there are still a lot of people that and I do this sometimes too that just want to avoid any conversation that deals with conflict so I think it's helped me embrace conflict a little bit more like you know just recently getting more negative conflict 
or negative um, feedback about the podcast was yeah. interesting. And I, I did prepare a quote too. Well, to be fair, it's yeah. not as much negative feedback about the podcast as negative feedback about your beliefs. Yeah, right. It's not. That's right. That is a good point. It's not really about the podcast at all. It's just what I believe. Yeah. Correct. So this, I think, is is really good. I think My you're favorite. familiar with this book by Sarah Bessie. Out of sorts. Out of sorts. All right. So she says. I've come to believe that there is always a bit of grief to sorting out of life, to making sense of stories and the moments and intersections in our ability to move forward with integrity. We figure out what we need to keep, what we need to throw away, and what we need to repurpose. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a great definition of like what the Winter Faith podcast has been. It's me kind of sorting out what I think is important. Mm -hmm. And if I do kind of choose to be like, um, I don't really want to um, talk about that. It's probably because I don't think it's important. Like I don't, and I'm going to have some like political <laughs> episodes coming up mm -hmm. as we get closer to the election. Mm -hmm. um, that will be interesting that I've done some research on. But yeah, figuring out like what I want to keep, what I want to um, throw away, and a lot of like what Walter Ruggeman and Pete Enns and Richard Rohr, like people that I've read quite a bit, um, talk about this idea of like recreating. Like you have, like you have creation, then you kind of have things go down and, mm -hmm. and get messed up. Some people would say like the fall, and then you have like the recreation. And so I feel like Winter Faith has been like me recreating my faith every week yeah yeah i think that makes sense i think about how as we have been stuck at home we have spent a lot of time like purging stuff from our house mm -hmm. cleaning out closets and um reorganizing things and and you love cleaning out closets it's not that I don't like cleaning no, up closets. Yeah. It's that I have other things to distract me right. from cleaning out closets. Right, right. But like I was saying before I was interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Is that this has been a time when we have um, yeah, purged a lot of things and and I feel like Jesus talks about that, like pruning. What is that? Is that what he means when he talks about pruning? I think so. I think so. What are those practices that we have to like regularly prune our own understanding and belief and values? I think it's really easy to get stuck into a way of thinking. Something just happened outside our house. Mm -hmm. What was that? I don't know. And so, um, one of the assumptions of restorative practice is that we need habits. No, mm -mm. we need practices that build habits from our core self. And it seems to me like this podcast has been a practice for you of building a habit of self reflection so that you're able to bring your core self, which we believe to be good and wise and true. And that that's the, that core self is what you're bringing 
as you do this more and more. And I think my core self is always being curious about what other people think of what's going on. Yeah, I agree. In their own life, in the world, in church, in their marriage. Like, what do you think's going on? If, like, if I'm asking those questions to people, those are the things that I think keep Mm. me interested. So you're, say that principle again, practices. That build habits from the core self. Practices that build habits from the core self. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I didn't make it up. You wrote that. That's I good. I didn't. I didn't. That, like you heard Prianus. it first here. <laughs> That's from Kay Prianus. But, um... She's pretty great. She's pretty amazing. She would be cool to talk she to. She'd be incredible. I love Kay. I'm sure she'd do I this. think she would do it. I think so. I don't know. That'd be interesting. But, yeah. Maybe looking at, at just... Because I think all, everything is always connected. Oh my gosh. Whether you have faith or no faith. <laughs> because not having faith is a form of faith. Yes. You're having faith that you don't believe in, in what everybody else believes in. So, yeah, that would be a good, that would be a good guest. Um, well, I think this is pretty cool. A hundred episodes. It feels way more professional than I ever thought it would be. Yeah good yeah let's go get some ice cream okay ice cream time today's artwork was done by dominique frazier the intro was done by scarlet fox the music you're listening to josh cleveland and the creator and editor and producer of the Winter Faith Podcast, yours truly, Andy Frazier. Well, you did it again. You spent your time listening to my show. You probably could have spent this time playing games or binging Game of Thrones on your phone, but instead you spent it with me, so I thank you for your time. If you haven't already downloaded and subscribed, to the Winter Faith Podcast on Anchor. If you haven't already, please leave a review on iTunes with good, bad, or ugly feedback. Also, please consider supporting the show on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. However, I do accept Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, and any other way you want to contribute to the show financially. Okay, my commercials are done. Andy, out. <laughs>